Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Child-proofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net. And enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I love CVS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Before we begin, I have a very special announcement to make. Ben and Crate and Barrel are going to be throwing me a bridal shower in LA at the iHeart Studio, actually, on June 5th. My mom's flying in for it. My sister's going to be here. A whole bunch of my bachelor friends will be coming. Um, they're going to be bringing my favorite foods. I've already kind of given them a little hint, hint. And my favorite desserts, like German chocolate cake. <laughs> and then we're going to have some games. And it's just going to be the best night ever. 
So it's not just going to be me and my friends and my bachelor friends. It's actually going to be some of you almost famous podcast listeners out there as well. The first 10 people to email Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com will have a chance to attend the bridal shower here at the iHeart station. So the first 10 people to email Ben and Ashley at almost Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com will be able to attend my bridal shower courtesy of Ben and Creighton Barrel, who have been so good to me throughout this whole engagement process. This is Ben and Ashley I, almost famous, in depth. You guys, Ben's not here for this in depth. Uh-huh. Which, which, no offense to Ben, maybe a good thing because it's just going to be some straight girl talk with me and his ex-girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend <laughs> if you couldn't tell by that laugh we have caitlin bristow in the studio yay. right now yay i love when people clap it's like yay yay for me caitlin i feel really special that you agreed to come on almost famous because we are pretty much direct rivals <laughs> I, well, I would always have you on my podcast. Well, right, because yeah. I come on yours, you come on mine. We're rivals, but we are also great friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you. Yes, all right. And I love you, too. And every <laughs> podcast I do with you, it's just, it's it's girl talk, and and it's the stuff that I think our listeners want to hear. Yeah, we're giving much. the people what they want. Yeah, so I have like a list of my own of things that we need to bring up Okay. that the public has never heard us talk about. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's really fun. Yes. But- I also have some general questions I think I'm going to start with. Okay. All right. So let's start out with some of the questions that the public wants to know the answers to. Okay. Okay. You and Jason seem like you're in a really good place right now. Mm-hmm. When are you going to get engaged? <laughs> <laughs> uh, December to... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we are in a good place, but who is in a good place like three months into a relationship? Well, that's true. So would you say it's three months now? Three, like, solidified um, I, months. I feel like December was when it was like, okay, we don't want to, like, to be talking to anyone else. Okay. Are, so that's, oh, I guess, whoa, that's a long time. Yeah, I know. Well, that's like, like six, six months, months almost. Wait, that's half a year. Yeah, we are in a good place. Yeah, you <laughs> are. So I think that it's six months. It comes to this place in a relationship where you start getting really comfortable with each other. Yeah. You start getting comfortable calling them out on certain things. Yes. I I was already like that day two, though. Oh, really? Okay. So being a little bit more gross in front of them. Gross, definitely. What what are we we seeing happening at this transition point for you guys? Jason's going to kill me, but he started tooting in front of me, and I think that's so hot. (laughs) I do. Wait, why do you think that's hot? Not that I, I understand. My because, reason is because I think it says a lot about their confidence. It, oh, I was going to say comfort level and, with and, you. And comfort level. Yeah, like they're confident and comfortable to do that in front of me and know that I'm still going to th- look at them the same way. All right, so Jared has only farted in front of me twice. What? I know, in, in a year and a half, almost, a, you know, a year and some. What about when he has to go to the bathroom? Does he, like, talk about it? Or does he say, like, don't go in there after? Mm. I like to say I like to say don't go in there after. Oh, I like push Jason in. Really? Oh, I've always been like that though. But (laughs) (laughs) any relationship, I'm like, ma, dare you to go in there? We recently had a conversation on this podcast with Vanessa Grimaldi. Yeah, did you hear about this? No, but she talked about poop a lot on my. Yeah, she's apparently really, uh, really obsessed with pooping in relationships. Right. So she doesn't mind pooping in front of her significant other. In front of them. Yeah, like she actually. She actually said that, one, she doesn't mind them seeing 
her do that. But the other part of it is that she actually just wants to talk to them 24-7. And if she's having a conversation and needs to continue that while she has to go, she has them in. And I think that would be a huge turnoff. Well, okay. It's one thing to go to the bathroom in front of someone, but like what's... It's not like you think your don't stink, but it does. It stinks like it's so bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's the smell that would concern me. Me too. But also, isn't it just the fact that like something is coming out of your butt? Yeah. It's like, could you ever I can't even chew gum when I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I don't like even being around my own stuff. Like, I flush it right right away. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. You flush it right away in matches. Do you remember during our season, there was somebody. Yes. Yeah. Who would (laughs) openly go to the bathroom i'll stop being so graphic yeah um i was about to go take it a step further but i won't okay she would do it when somebody was next to her brushing their teeth now that would make me i think throw up like i can feel myself almost wanting to drive you just thinking about it yeah i remember that situation and and she wouldn't even give you warning either she was just like she just did it yeah yeah Hmm. (laughs) okay (laughs) um well moving on so you think that farting is attractive yeah in Jason, yeah. and what else are we like feeling? Like, what what's like a little nitpicky fight you've had? Because I think that I've always brought up the fact that Jared and I like fight over the fact that he leaves his chopsticks somewhere dumb, or like his chopsticks, his chapstick. Oh, chapsticks! I was like, that, do you guys eat sushi often? Okay, no, um, ch- chapstick. Yeah, Jason does this weird um, sniff snort, like when he's like all fired up about a conversation about like work or something. He goes like. <laughs> With his nose. Really? Yeah, it drives me nuts. Uh, also, he... You call him out on it. Oh, all the time. I'm like, he did the nose thing. And... Uh, How'd you first bring it up? I said, do you want me to tell you when something annoys me or would you rather <laughs> me keep it to myself? And he's like, no, I always... I'm, he, You know him. He's just... He can take any kind of criticism. He's the least offensive person. And he goes, no, I just want to be better in every way. Always. And I was like, okay, you do the snort sniff. And it's like when you're all like, he does it when he's eating or when he's fired up about like business talk. He goes like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's I like his inner that. animal. But I also haven't lived with him. So I don't know other little nitpicky things. Like I've stayed, I think the longest we've spent together is five days. Okay. And I can't really think, like he snores. So that's, you know, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, we're not at that point yet where I can't like. We're not like the at the married couple phase where things are really annoying me. Like everything he does right now is pretty cute. Yeah. 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 Like even the sniff snort, I'm kind of like, oh, like when he doesn't do it, I'm like. <laughs> it just it, it kind of sounds a little cute. Yeah. yeah. It's like his thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we, we're pretty just, we're just a happy couple right now. Do you think that it's moving too fast? Do you think that it happened too fast after a relationship out of friendship and out of per request? I'm not going to bring up Sean's name very often. And <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get in depth with Sean, okay? Right. His name may pop up here or there. Well, that, of course. Yeah. Naturally. But do you think it was too fast or do you think it was the perfect thing you needed in your in your life and soul? Well, the thing is, from the outside, it probably looked fast and it was fast. I'm not going to deny that. But I think I've said this before and and I'll stand by it that I think I knew for a year that my relationship wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. And I think I knew that he just couldn't give me the kind of love that I needed in my life. Mm -hmm. And he admitted that. And I think for a solid year, maybe half a year, I was already grieving the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think I was just 
so prepared for it that when it happened, I knew what I wanted and I knew what I deserved. And I knew that I was happy on my own and that I wasn't just replacing somebody. Right. So it can seem fast, but to me, it was perfect timing because I just knew what I wanted and I just didn't see it happening. I didn't, I I was like, there's no way I'm going to meet somebody that quick Mm -hmm. that could make me that happy. And so it was just, it was weird timing, but I don't think it was, it wasn't too fast for me. And that is kind of what I said to Sean on this podcast. I said, I think that she was grieving long before. And he knew that. And that's, that's, that's what I will say about, about that podcast is that I don't feel like there was any, um, accountability and I I was just a little bit disappointed because I'm like wow well, if I would have known that that would have been like this is news to me that mm-hmm. you felt that way because from what I knew <laughs> you didn't want to be with me so I'm confused now yeah yeah um we've talked about how there will be parts of the story that people will leave out of course and you and I struggle between wanting to tell the story yeah. publicly yeah or wanting to be the bigger person because yes. Some people will be like, oh, my goodness. Well, now I totally her sees her side. Yeah. And then some other people will be like, that's so petty. She's just responding in a way. I know. Right. So for us, it's it's just so hard to keep it back. But I think you and I have kept a lot of things back in the past year or so that like we would love to tell everyone. Absolutely. But we know at the end of the day, we're going to be the bigger people for not. Exactly. Because also at the end of the day, why would, why does it have to matter what other people think? Like I know the truth. I know Sean knows the truth and that's all at the end of the day that matters to me. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with the relationship with Jason. It's like, if I don't show it, I'm hiding it. If I show it, it's too soon. Mm-hmm. Like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in this world. And if you have any sort of platform or on social media or people watching you, you can eat an apple and you're doing something wrong. It just doesn't matter. So at the end of the day, I just always rem- remind myself that we all, we both know the truth and mm-hmm. that's, that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the bachelorette reunion show, you talk about never expecting to date another <laughs> bachelor family member yes. after Sean. Mm-hmm. And then, Jason just fell into your lap. Yeah. I th- Well, I think what happened was Sean and I had a very uh, difficult time on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really hard on our relationship. And I think I was a little bit jaded by bachelor relationships because of that. And so I just figured, you know, I'm just going to move past that and I won't date anyone from the bachelor franchise. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I thought I'd be single for like five years. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was because I knew I was OK with that. Okay. And so when I met Jason and, and we did a podcast, I was still like so heartbroken and it was kind of just like, I was like, oh, whoever dates that guy is so lucky. And, Aww. and I was really like rooting for him to be the bachelor. And then we just kind of became friends through that because uh, yeah, I just, I didn't, it was like my, my heart knew that there was some, something there and there was some reason I was rooting for his happiness and I cared about him, but mm-hmm. I didn't ever see it as anything of what it was, what it turned into. Did you into. feel like this when you were just watching Becca season? No. When you met him? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, on The Bachelorette, I was rooting, he was my favorite on her season, it, but not at first. He like grew on me. I think he did for everybody. Yeah. And by the end of it, I just really, I think I just really wanted him to be the bachelor. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't watching it. I wasn't like, oh, I'm so attracted to that guy. And oh, I would love to talk to him. Like nothing like that. It was when I met him in person. I was like, God, he's just such a good person. And he has such good energy. And we have such good banter back and forth. And I think like I thought we were going to be friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, I could see him as like a, a buddy. 
Really? Yeah. Because yeah. you were still very hung up on the idea that the Sean thing could work itself out. Yes. I always believed that it would work out. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought, I'm like, there's no way there's, that's just, I'll fight for this. We're engaged. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it kind of crazy to think that, that he could have been on paradise last season, but then yeah. I think Jason didn't go on paradise mm-hmm. because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he probably didn't go on paradise because he thought that his chance of being the bachelor would have been higher Correct. if he didn't. Yes. And then look at that. Yeah. Colton, the one guy of the three in yeah. contention, yeah. became the bachelor <laughs> yeah. after going on paradise. Right. So how do you think your story would be changed possibly if he were have ended up on paradise last June? Well, I'd probably still be single. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd probably still be saying I'm not going to date anyone from the bachelor franchise. I wonder if it would have changed your perception of him at all. I'd probably be with Nick. <laughs> well, now that you bring it up, is it going to be weird to be in the same room as Nick at our wedding? No. And I'll tell you why. I called him the other day. No way. Yeah. What? Tell yeah. me more. Uh, so I think Nick and I have always just had this weird, unspoken, like... Tension? Yes. Yeah, whether sexual or otherwise. <laughs> I don't think it's sexual. Yeah, I don't know if it's sexual anymore either. <laughs> it's, uh, it, was, it was also like like a little bit of anger towards each other. I think, you know, I never really got to explain to him about sending him home. Mm-hmm. It was He was definitely blindsided. I think because that situation and because of the show, it weighed so heavy on Sean, it became a problem in our relationship for right. so long that I became bitter at the situation. And when... The truth is that Nick never did anything wrong to me, but I was bitter at him because Sean was so bitter because it affected our relationship. All makes sense. I was trying to protect my relationship with Sean. So people are always like, why are you so mean to Nick? And I'm like, God, I don't I don't want to be. It's just I'm protecting my relationship, which that's clearly been an issue since the start that he admitted. Mm-hmm. And so I was always just had this weird thing with Nick where it was we didn't talk about it. And then he his feelings were hurt because I would take these small jabs. So then he would take these little jabs back. And so I, on the reunion, I had said something on social media, like they were doing a word association game and he was like, they were like, well, uh, Nick, or no, they said right reasons. And I said, not Nick. Oh, how they, per- they presented Which, um, the tease, the show. I'm clearly joking. Yeah. And the show pokes fun at him. We poke fun at him. He pokes fun at himself. Yeah. And so I don't see it as like a jab, but he took it as one, which I understand. And he wrote under the caption, like tells me to come on the show. Doesn't pick me. Still making jokes at my expense, same old, same old, and then did like an eye roll. And I was like, you know what? We just need to talk. And so I talked to Jason about it and I was like, do you think I could just call him and like we can just finally have an adult conversation? And he was like, yeah, I think you should. Okay. And so I called Nick. I was like, hey, do you still have the same number? Because I still have it. (laughs) And he was like, yes. And so I called him and we just had like a really nice adult conversation about like, He's like, look, did I do anything wrong? Why do you keep jabbing me? And then I explained it. And he was like, I get that. He goes, but can't you get a new joke? And I was like, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's very fair. Like, yeah, I will get a new now joke. Now that you're with a new man, you can get a new joke. Yeah, I'll get a new joke now. Okay. So, yeah, we had a that's nice awesome. So no, it won't be weird. I think it'll be great. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Man, I didn't hear from either of you about this conversation. It just I think happened. I might be seeing Nick tonight, so I'm there sure go. he's going to bring it up. Yeah, just oh, happened. That's so interesting. Well, we obviously, we you know, we tried not to, we didn't want exes. At mm. the, our, our plan was that we didn't want exes. I get that. So like we had to, we chose you over Sean, yeah. obviously, because you yeah. and I are far closer than yes. Jared is with Sean. Of course. Um, but then within Vanessa, there was 
you know, Jared works with her, but we definitely didn't want to put Nick in an uncomfortable situation. I understand that. And it's not as if they told us don't invite so-and-so. It's mm-hmm. not like you said don't invite Sean. Yeah. It's just that we were just doing that on our own. We wanted our friends to have the most fun that they could have that yeah. day. But the lingering thought was, even though we prevented this, we can't prevent Nick and Caitlin being in the same room together. That's, so how's that going to work? Yeah, that's totally fine. And at the like, this is your guys' day. What a, don't worry about who you invite or don't invite or who's upset. You mm-hmm. this is your guys' day. Oh, so thanks. you just you just keep that in in your well, head. You. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you and Nick are are friendly now. Yeah, we're fine. You did t- talk to Becca before dating Jason. Yes. And you ask kind of for, for permission. Yeah. But she's engaged. Like, I understand. I think it was courteous and really kind of you to do that. But was it necessary for somebody who's engaged? No, I it wasn't necessarily asking for permission. It was more like, hey, I just want to, like, tell you before it just comes out in the media yeah. or like something is like that. Because, I mean, she really cared about him. Mm-hmm. And I know that she's happily engaged in that. I knew it wouldn't matter. I knew she wouldn't be upset. Yeah. I knew she wouldn't say, no, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> it was just more of like a girl code. Like, I'm just going to let her know just just so that she, she isn't surprised by it. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. And she was like, blessings all around. She was like, can we double date? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about very, like... Just speaking of phone calls that happen within Bachelor Nation that are just <laughs> so weird. Yes. I thought that we would bring up that one time. Roll the that, clip. Yeah. <laughs> that I called you in Bachelor in Paradise my first season. So Bachelor in Paradise 2. Yeah. And I literally called you after Jared dumped me for the first time <laughs> saying like, this isn't going to, I don't see a future here. Yeah. Yeah. And I got on the phone with Caitlin and I said, what did you do to him? <laughs> like, I was just sobbing and you were in Chicago with Whitney and Becca. Yeah. And it was the most immature of thing of me to do. Just absolutely. Oh. Hyster- well, I think it was like hysterical. You know, like I was in such a highly emotional state. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And I, and I didn't want to blame myself. So I like in some way blamed you. Well, I was also blaming Jared for being hung up on you still. Uh, I don't think you blamed me. No? Yeah, I think it was yeah, funny. No, the way it was you, funny. Like, you were cry laughing as you do, and, <laughs> and you were more like, like, what did you do to him? <laughs> like, you didn't know what you were feeling, and I don't, I didn't take it as you were blaming me. I think you are just genuinely asking. <laughs> yeah, I truly, okay, well, actually, I wasn't blaming you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but let's backtrack here. I wasn't <laughs> blaming you. What I wanted to know was what it was about you that had gotten his attention and affection and what I didn't have. It don't ever blame yourself. And isn't it just crazy the way it works out? <laughs> it's uh, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, I always say that. I, that's what I said to Becca. I said, it's a beautiful, weird little world we live in. Yeah. Like, it's just, you just connect with people on a level that nobody else can relate to. And you, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's really beautiful, though. It really, it really is. Yeah. We are so open and honest with each other in a way that I don't know that other. Yeah, like of who can, can sit be? and talk about all that? You know, like oh yeah, he was my ex, and you had to ask me what I did to him and what was it about me. But now you guys are together, and I'm dating Becca's ex, and you know, it's 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 just weird. It didn't just end at that phone call either. I spent like six weeks just texting you about like <laughs> what it was and like how he behaved with you and how I could get there. I was so ridiculous. But the truth is, he was in a better mind space going into your season, and then when. He mm-hmm. realized basically because he had only had one serious relationship, and yep. the reason that his best friend signed him up for the show was because his ex, who like they were still like a little bit too friendly to yeah. like say that it was really over, yep. was messing with him a bit emotionally. Yeah, and she was like, "Nope, this is this is BS. I'm going to sign him up for the show." And then when he met you, 
I've thanked you for this before, like on stage in Boston, but you really opened his eyes up to a new, different kind of woman, more outspoken, like just funnier, um, just more out there. And and you know some, what I mean? Some guys don't know what they've got until it's gone, you know? Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh man, I never thought I could feel that way again that I felt it with Caitlyn." And then they shoved him into that situation yeah. and they're like and, and he was just like, "No, I don't. I don't work like this." Well, you are a little jaded coming out of a show like that and then going to get into another relationship like yeah. when you just you start overthinking and yeah. and you don't know what's real and what, you know. And I think too for Jared like the, the my favorite thing about you guys is that you never changed who you were for him. You wanted Thanks. to, but you didn't. That's that's true. Yeah, I couldn't become you, even though I, I do always <laughs> say if there was somebody whose personality I can switch with, I would I would choose Caitlyn. Uh-uh. Yeah, I've not told you that before. No. That well, there you go. I'm just gonna take that clip and I'm gonna put it as my ringtone or like <laughs> my alarm for when I wake up and just remind myself that you want my personality. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and and I, I wanted your personality truly since the first day I met you, when we were first in the bachelor mansion. We were in the first group of yeah. fifteen yeah. because in our weird season there was like three limos there was there was 30 and then there was 15 that came in then chris like took a break talked to us it was just 15 and then they brought 15 in but i was watching you the whole night it was you and brit and i was like when it comes to like outwards it was me and brit i know isn't that crazy (laughs) isn't it crazy that the first night i was most intimidated by you and your co-bachelorette yeah i was like between their beauty and their personalities because there was something about you two that both lit up the room and your confidence was just like wow um yeah i could never act that way with the guy that i thought was hot right away oh man i thought i was what am i allowed can i i thought i was the tits on that show (laughs) like i really did yeah (laughs) i really did well you really came in with that you know you were like Oh, no, I got this from your entrance, which I later saw, to just how you behaved with him that first day. You were so outgoing when everybody else was so nervous. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. It might have been the tequila, but I also just I don't know why I just felt comfortable in that situation. I still to this day don't know why. It's just like it didn't phase me. And I don't know what that was from. Well, I can relate because I think the day that I had casting weekend for Mm -hmm. Chris's season I went through the whole process of meeting with the bat, you know, producers to background checks and help people. And mm-hmm. then just having the producers like come and visit and all that stuff. I got on, my, on the phone with my mom that day and I was like, I'm doing it because yeah. I wasn't really sure. Yeah. There was stuff was going well with a guy that I really liked and I really wanted it to go well for a very long time. And it was all finally happening. And I really was like, I'm not sure if I want to do it. But after going through just the casting yeah. day, I thought... I feel like I belong. And I called my mom and I was like, I belong here. That's what I felt too. I felt like I was supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, like maybe we had that feeling because we both ended up finding our person through that. It's That's another weird, like I I believe so much in universe stuff. And and I was, what's crazy is I was reading a book uh, when I was going through the hard time and I read this book um, called Light is the New Black mm-hmm. and it's this book about paying attention to signs from the universe and when I met Jason all these weird signs kept happening like your mind would be blown if I told well, you that. give me a couple examples. Okay so 
after the podcast, I sent him a picture of us to post. Mm -hmm. And let's clarify, you were broken up with Sean at this point, just hadn't gone public with that news. Correct. And so I sent him a picture to say, here's a picture in case you want to post. Then I was watching The Lion King (laughs) on my flight home. Mm -hmm. And he was watching The Lion King on his Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know. We both didn't know. And then we found out. We're like, that's so weird that we're watching. And he he was watching The Lion King on his Instagram stories? Like he like posted something like, I'm watching The Lion King. Like Really? Yeah. At the same Same time? time. And we didn't know. And then I figured, I was like, that's weird. And then he goes, you actually kind of remind me of Nala. And he, and he like, because when I met him, my hair was all wet, messy and wild. And I was (laughs) just like, you know how I am. I'm like, like big personality and so he said I reminded him him of Nala and then so that was weird and then I got home but I can see you're very pouncy like I'm very pouncy yeah (laughs) very pouncy and uh so then I went to get into an Uber and um the Uber driver stopped at a crosswalk and a dog was crossing the street and he started talking to me he goes I'm really sorry for picking you up a little bit late um but I I took a wrong turn. He goes, and I passed the car of my dreams. And I just believe in signs from the universe. And he's like, and I, I think I was supposed to pass that car because it just reminded me that of what I'm working hard towards. And he was like, you can't ignore the universe. And I was like, no way. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I just read a book on this. That's so crazy. And he stopped at the crosswalk and a dog passed. And he goes, I used to be so terrified of dogs. He goes, but my wife made me get one. And now I love dogs. I'm like, don't get me started. I love dogs. I said, what's your dog's name? And he said, Nala. No way. Yeah. Right after he talked about like signs from the universe and like it was and then it just didn't stop. There's so many signs. And that I wasn't even still thinking at that moment. Oh, I'm supposed to be with Jason. I was just Mm -hmm. like, whoa, okay. I'm just paying attention to like certain things now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like not thinking, oh, I'm supposed to be with Jason. Like, but I do believe in certain things like that, like things happening for a reason. And that, you know, you went on Chris Soul's season to... Isn't you know, like nuts? everything that's happened has led you to to where you are now. And, and same thing. I know. Yeah. Um, there was this really cool time. One time I was on the, the bus from New York City to Syracuse mm-hmm. and I was worried about everything. And I was looking at the window, just daydreaming, yeah. like kind of trying to picture what I wanted because yeah. I used to before. Before, like, my dreams actually became reality, mm-hmm. I used to just dream all the time. I'm totally a fan of the power of positive thinking oh, because there's crazy. really not anything I've dreamed up that didn't Me too. happen, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So then there's this man who looked like Santa Claus, who, <laughs> like, was who I call my Morgan Freeman in, <laughs> in like, uh, what what's the movie? Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Yes. He tapped me on the shoulder because he was looking at my reflection, looking out the window. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know what you're thinking about right now, but I just want to let you know that everything's going to work out. What? Yeah. You're and, like, Morgan? And I was like, what? And I that, that will stay with me forever. He's like, kids of your generation are always worrying about their future, but like... Just trust me. He knew. I know. He was your little Santa Claus. Yeah, I know. You're very awesome. That is crazy. My Santa Claus or my God. I One of the two. <laughs> I, I found a picture. One of my girlfriends sent me from 10 years ago where I was writing out my goals in what I wanted in life. Mm-hmm. And I had written out that I wanted to be on TV and have my own radio show. And I'm like, well, podcasting is kind of. And I went on TV and like I also had like build my own empire and have my own businesses. Like, well, I was, look at what you did. I know. So you are pretty outward about the fact you just wanted to be on tv and i 
got my master's in broadcasting. Yeah. I want to be on TV. Like, sue us. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So is it annoying when people are like, I like the fact that we admit to going on the show for not necessarily the fame of it, but no. like the experience. Yeah, opportunity. Yeah, the opportunity and the fact that it could help us reach our goals. Yeah, of course. Right? I've always been open about that. So I never for lack of a better term, shit on anybody who seems to be there for the wrong reasons. Yeah. How do you feel about people when they call out the wrong reasons on the show? I go back and forth because sometimes like this season on, on Colton season, I was like, oh my gosh, these girls are like... Is it bad that I think that there's a difference between social media, going on for social media versus going on to like... Build a brand. Build a career. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it as like... Like, I'm like, was everybody just trying to be that girl on TV? They like they they kind of have no shame in their game where they Mm -hmm. just kind of went on and they're like, I don't care if I'm the idiot girl. Like, it'll get me Instagram followers Mm -hmm. where I when I went on. I mean, we didn't know the power of social media when we We didn't have it. We were like the first the last pure generation. Yes, it really was. And so I I mean, I knew I wanted to build some sort of brand. I knew I wanted to have more opportunities. I knew I wanted to have some sort of platform. But I didn't know what it could be where now girls go on and they know what it could be. But I still respect that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, hey, if you want to just go and be crazy and get Instagram followers and like sell whatever you can for a hot minute, like do it. I can't hate them for wanting to make you, money. No, you really can't. So I'm like, but it's kind of it, to me, it's kind of ruining the show where I'm just like, I don't know if I believe anybody for going on. And, well, I know. guess that brings us to the topic of Cassie. Like, she obviously wasn't ready to get engaged. Right. Or maybe even be in a serious relationship right. because right. Colton was even at the end. She was like, we don't have to get engaged. Right. So if it gets to the point where so many people are going on the show and they're not even ready, then I think it's becoming an issue. I think yeah. for me personally, I said, I'm going on for my career. However... If I meet the man of my dreams, bonus, bonus, and if Chris Souls is my soulmate, I wouldn't have a problem moving to Iowa for the love of my life. I was just, I said the same thing. I'm like, I if anybody really knows me, they know I'm actually like a little bit of a homebody. Mm-hmm. I like being out and like in a silent, quiet place with land. Like mm-hmm. that's what I want. I could live in a shoebox if I was happy. Like I don't need, you know. Like I, I totally believe in that same thing. If if you're with the right person, it doesn't matter. Right. I was the same. People are always like, I remember Jimmy Kimmel being like, "There's no way you would have wanted to live on a farm." I'm like. Yeah, I really would have. I mean, I would have been fine if yeah. he was the love of my life. Yeah, same. I will always put love and family above career. Absolutely. Yeah, me there too. You go. So, in the, in the at the end of the day, we are we were not there for the wrong reasons. No, no, we were we there were... for realistic reasons. Realistic, very realistic, and we still believed in love. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, if I fall in love out of this, wow, what a bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of career, Jason is still working his regular job. So hot. Which is super hot and attractive. Yeah, so hot. Is there ever any jealousy where he's like, oh, you're the one that gets like the cool job Zero. and the fame? Zero. He is my hype man. Oh, that's, that's what you want. He is legitimately the most proud guy I've ever been with. He is so proud of me and like. He wants to, because he's so smart with numbers and like on the financial side of things, like he wants to be a teammate with me. Mm-hmm. He's like, you are creative. You are like this personality. He goes, no shame in saying this. He's like, I am the brains. 
<laughs> and I well, agree. you're not lacking in that department either. No, no, and he would never say that. But he he knows I'm smart in the things that I do, and he's smart in the things that he does. Mm-hmm. And together, we make a really solid team. And he is literally just like, there. He, his mom said this too. She's like, Caitlin, he's just a happy-go-lucky, good energy guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's just. It, not one time would he ever make me feel like he's just not the most proud boyfriend out there. That's so cute. Yeah. That's yeah. so cute. That's he's really, really I call him my hype man all the time. He asked me to not call him my cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> hype man, cheerleader, same thing. Just I one said, is more manly. I think I said cheerleader one time. He's like, maybe, maybe don't say the term cheerleader. And Aww. I'm like, oh, I meant it in a nice way. But Aww. like, yeah, he's my hype man. He really is. <laughs> he really is. Um. Okay. So if we were to like go back in time. And let's just, let's take a little bit of a, let's take a little bit of a nostalgic moment. Okay. Talk about where we first met and all that. And then we'll resume with Jason and current and current stuff. Okay. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy, (laughs) ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. 
your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging, but actually your cravings are leading you right where you need to be to Kali Power. <laughs> Kali Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Kali Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Kali Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Kali Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Kali Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Kali Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Kali Power. Crave on. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Darce. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So, what was your first impression of Chris Souls and can you believe that you developed such strong feelings for him in hindsight? Uh, my, I, yes, I can believe it because I thought he was so attractive. I thought he was the hottest ever. Yeah, I did too. But and did you think that before we were on the show? Yes. You did? Yes. So on Andy season, didn't think he was that hot. Uh, then they started doing like the bachelor makeover on him. And I was like, okay, he's getting cute. He's getting cute. In pictures that I was looking at. And right. then when I saw him on that driveway, I was yeah. like, hot damn. Yeah. Me yeah. too. I always, I can tell you, I remember telling my sister and my best friend while he was on Andy season, I was like, oh, I'm always down with a farmer. Like yeah. I thought that was so hot. I, I used to be like, I grew up in a really small farm town in Alberta and Canada. And like every guy I dated lived on a farm growing up. Like that was, I used to lie to people and tell them I lived on a farm because I thought it was cool. And so to me, I was like, oh, the farmer really does it for me. And so, yeah, I always thought he was hot. And then in person, I thought he was even hotter. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I, I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about Chris because I don't really have anything bad to say. There's but he just, really he was kind of like, he had a tough time stringing words together sometimes. And I think he was nervous. Sure. But I thought I was the only one that did it to him. So I was, that's why I was so confident probably. I was like, this guy gets so nervous around me. And then I watch, I'm like, oh no, he's like that with everybody. Oh wait, I love your interpretation of that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's that's where my confidence level was at. I was like, this guy wants me. <laughs> like I always say I was the most confident I'd ever been on that whole show going into the night that he dumped me. So were you not expecting that at all? No. 
I had a complete out-of-body experience. I'll never forget. It was me, Whitney, and Becca standing there. And I was making jokes. I was, like, being so funny. And I'm like, I'm, Becca, like, was like, oh, can I talk to you for a second? And she was like, I'm going home. She looked at me. She's like, I'm going home. And so she was like, can I talk to you for a second? And they went away. And I look at Whitney. I was like, well, you know what? She'll be the bachelorette. And, <laughs> and I was like, it's just, you know, it's you and I now. Like, yeah, I can't wait to meet his family. <laughs> and then she came back and I was like, oh, I guess Whitney's going home. <laughs> so Becca walks back into the rose ceremony. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, Whit. Like, you walk back into the rose ceremony with a rose? No. Oh, okay. No. She just came back and stood there. And I was like, well, I guess Whitney's going home. And then when he didn't call my name, I was like, what and then i remember chris harrison walking up and doing the whole like caitlin i'm sorry please say your goodbyes and i was like this is an out-of-body experience i am that girl on tv right now that didn't see that coming chris harrison is telling me i'm like say your goodbyes and it was just a complete out-of-body experience i i did not see it coming i was just shocked absolutely shocked so you were picturing an engagement with chris yeah like i almost got nervous at one point because i was like shoot am i ready to get engaged because he's for sure gonna propose to me no way yeah yeah. that's hilarious yeah Yeah, it was quite funny so how long do you think it took to recover from that breakup um then they made me stick around in iowa for 12 days after i flew home from bali and then you were over it and then i was over it it was like 12 (laughs) days of hanging around like a producer and sitting in a house all cooped up and i i was just so confused and lost and Mm -hmm. like couldn't believe it then they made me do b-roll and walk around iowa and i'm like oh he's gonna come back because he made a mistake they're gonna make me do b-roll that's what jared thought though really you oh right i knew that yeah because they make you do this B-roll and then you're like, oh, well, they must be coming back to get me and they want to catch it Did on camera. Did they do the B-roll in Iowa? Yeah. Well, so you guys that don't know out there and, and really nobody does, they sent cameras to Jared's hometown to film with his parents and him after Caitlin dumped him in Ireland. Oh, wait, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, yeah. They had producers and cameras come. And so he was totally Good ready man. to go back to you. Oh, well, that's which was another reason that he went into paradise being like, no, she he in his mind. He was like, she contemplated having me back. I I did. You did (laughs) only only because. Okay, I shouldn't say I did. Bennett was like so convinced that I Bennett was Bennett is one of the EPs. Yes. Obsessed with Jared. Yes. So he sorry, I shouldn't say I'd Bennett wanted me to because I got so confused at the end and I, I was just like. Like, who am I? And what am I doing? And does this guy, like, I thought, I was like, what if Sean has a girlfriend back home? Like, I didn't know at that point Mm -hmm. anything. And I started getting really in my own head. And then he's like, you know what? You just got to go back and and knock on Jared's door. (laughs) (laughs) So it was his idea. I shouldn't say it was mine. Were you torn between Ben and Nick then for the top two spot? Uh, No, I knew when it was the final three, I knew I was going to pick Sean. I, I wanted to send Nick home third because Because I didn't want to do that to his family and meet his family again and have to put him through all of what he just went through on Andy's season. Okay. But the Sean Nick feud was such good TV. Yeah. That, you know, I didn't really have a choice. Right. (laughs) I mean, I probably did, but I I was like, whatever. But it wasn't like, was, was, were your feelings for Ben stronger than Nick or did you just know straight up you were like, I'm picking Sean. So whatever hands up in the air, doesn't matter who my number two or three is. That's exactly what it was. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So then let's go back to Chris for a second. What was some standout memories that you have from that season? Uh, I have two with you that I'm going to talk about. Okay. I remember when you went into the tent. I remember the same thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> camping. And then I went into the tent after you. Chris was sleeping in the tent. Yeah, it was so awkward. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I don't know what I was thinking either. I think we were just the Jack. <laughs> we, like, it was the Jack Daniels. The night, right? Yeah. <laughs> we like high five each other on our way. <laughs> But it was like you take any time you can get at that point, you know, in the show. You you don't really get a lot of time with them. So you're yeah. like, what, he's just sitting alone in his tent right now? Like, oh, I'd like to get to know him better. Yeah. Like, everyone just, everyone automatically goes to something sexual. But you're really like, well, do I have a connection with him? Like, I might as well take this time to figure it out. Yeah. And so you went in the tent first, and then I did. And then on the big five-minute, like, premiere for the whole season, they showed me going into the tent. and made yeah. me look like I was going to be the villain. Yeah. <laughs> But it was actually like you in really there or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, and I think I said something about you that I wanted to, uh, I would rather chew glass and wash it down with a bag of hair than lose to you. Oh, but why me? <laughs> I remember you said that and then you told me later maybe and then about, we laughed at it. You know what? Maybe at the end of the day, it was actually about Kelsey, but they edited it to make oh. it look like it was about you in the premiere. Okay. Yeah. 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 That stands out to me. Um... It stands out to me when I told you I thought you should get your period in a shark tank. Oh, that was the line. You told me that, and then we ended up going into that hotel, and we shared the same hotel room, and then, and then you I told me that, you. and then you laughed because you liked that I had a sense of humor about that. Yes, you did. That was the one thing. I always tell people, I say that you are one of the most confident people I've ever met in my oh, whole life. Thanks, Galen. Because people are always like make fun of you for the yes. crying and the whole thing but i'm like you you know who you are though and you're actually so confident thank you you and you're just and you're confident in your emotions and just yeah. who you are as a person but that i remember when we shared that hotel room and i was like i can't cry i don't cry oh my god that was the story i was gonna tell yeah and yeah. then and then i was like i love this girl Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, first off, thank you for saying the thing about my confidence because that means you like truly know me yeah because i don't care if i'm if I'm crying, I'm like, no. yeah, I don't care who sees me crying. No, you Whatever. don't care. It's like, you it, don't care. No, I really and don't I love care. That. But the hotel room, I was thinking of because I remember <laughs> you saying, I don't cry. And you're like, I think I need to cry, though. I think it would be healthy for me at right. this point. I think we were like 10 days in yeah. because our season didn't leave the Bachelor Mansion we for a while. We were 10 days in. Yeah, because we left. We had four full episodes at the Bachelor Mansion. That's like 20 Days, isn't it? No, that's oh, like maybe. I'd say it was probably oh, about yeah, that's ten. True. That's true. Wait, yeah, I'm out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was about ten days, and you were like, "I think I really need to cry, but I haven't done it yet." So let's watch a sad movie. Oh yeah. So we watched uh, the Fault in My Star, the Fault in the Stars, the Fault, fault in, in Our stars? In Our Stars. Yeah. And you fell asleep. <laughs> And I just sat there. I was like, well, I guess I'll just cry again. Yeah. I, I, I was like a robot. I don't know what was wrong with me. I just couldn't cry. You didn't cry until you were eliminated, right? Oh, no. I definitely cried oh, you before did. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Carly and I cried. And I was like, I'm not going to cry. Actually, this is, they didn't air this, but I was like, I'm I'm not going to cry. And we went on this group date where he picked Britt to go to the um, save a horse, ride a cowboy date. And he mm -hmm. took her to the concert oh, and we oh, all I, had to, yeah. yeah. And we all had to sit there and like, wait for them to come back from the concert. Just the two of them, like idiots. And I remember doing tequila shots. And then I remember being like, okay, I'm, I can't hold it in. My lips started quivering. I was like, I'm going to cry. And I didn't want anyone to see. So I was like, can I go to the bathroom for a second? And they knew I was going to go cry and that I was just trying to be tough. So I went to the bathroom and then they sent somebody else in the bathroom with me because you sign in the contract. If you go into the bathroom, the cameras can't follow you. But mm -hmm. if another girl is in there with you, then you can. Then the cameras can come in. So they sent Megan in there with me and she's like, are you okay? And I was 
hysterically bawling, like couldn't catch my breath. And the camera bursts in. I fingered the camera, give the middle finger, pushed it. I ran out a back door and I just booked it down a back alley. And all these camera guys start chasing me. And I made a quick left turn and then another quick left turn. And I just walked back into the rose, like, or the the group date, yeah. pretending like nothing happened. And I just sat down and was like, did you feel like you looked like you were crying? Yeah. And then they called me and they're like, Caitlin, we need you for an interview. And then they made me sob. But anyways, Martine, I think was the camera guy. Oh, okay. He looks at me and he goes, Caitlin, you're on a reality show. (laughs) (laughs) You can cry on camera. And you can't run away from me. Like, we'll find you. (laughs) And you guys out there, just letting you know that like the sound and the camera guys are not supposed to interact with us at all. No. No. So when you make the camera and the sound guys laugh in an interview, yeah. you feel so accomplished. Oh, I always, I that was my goal in every interview. I'm like, I better see that guy's shoulder shake. Like, <laughs> exactly. The, the camera better bounce up and down on his shoulder because he's laughing so hard at what comes out of my mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was my goal. Our season was the best. And I'm not just saying that no, because we were It really we was. It, I'm, I'm actually serious when I look back. And obviously we were there, so we know. But I think we had so much fun. And it was like a good time in that show like Mm -hmm. where the show was at you know and and where we were and the no social media like it was just a good time to be on the show it was so so good yeah you talk about taking tequila shots right there and now i have to ask oh boy how much of your bachelor experience do you feel like you were tipsy to say the least 98 (laughs) percent okay fine 90 really i I don't know I, i i basically drank through everything because it was just so available in that time. <laughs> How do you think you would have been on today's Bachelor where there is a drink limit? Boring. Speaking of, <laughs> would you like a free fill? Yes, please. Okay. Um, I think, I don't know. Like, I, I can handle my alcohol, though. Like, I I don't know if that's really something to brag about, Caitlin. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. I, I grew up in a really small town where, like, I remember having my first cooler when I was, like, 12, which is really embarrassing. Like, I hid behind a hill and tried to have, like, my first drink at 12. And then I've just building, been building up my liver since. <laughs> and so I feel like it was really my time to shine on The Bachelor and, like, drink through everything and be okay. I'm joking. People don't think I'm an alcoholic. I'm not. But, like, it's, I don't know. I just, I feel like I casually could drink through the whole day and it just kind of, like, relaxed me I slept better at night probably not but it felt that way and it just helps you get through things right so how many times do you think that you're on the show and you're like uh oh probably at a not so good level right now yeah there was a few times where I was actually really upset with myself the next day because I was like I don't remember what happened uh I had to redo a rose ceremony one time on a group date and they had to Phil, you had to redo a rose ceremony twice. on a group date. So was this like one of the very last group dates? So so one, it was um, an actual rose ceremony where all the guys were standing up there. And it was in, um, where were we? Uh, Texas. Okay. Texas. And I remember going up and I was like, okay. So <laughs> this week, you guys, was like so fun. <laughs> <laughs> So hard, but so fun. <laughs> and then I blanked on my whole speech and then I just started winging it. And they're like, oh, we're having a trouble. We're having trouble with your mic. <laughs> and so they didn't want the guys to all know I was just hammered. Uh-huh. So they came and they pulled me. They're like, you got to pull it together. So how long did they give you? Uh, about 20 minutes to regroup. Okay. And I, I pulled it together. But I still, I remember watching that rose ceremony back and being like, oh, gosh, Caitlin. And then another time. I it was like um 
it was one of the ones where I had to hand out the group date rose Mm -hmm. and I had to redo it because I was sloppy and I just said like, Clint, what the hell is wrong with you tonight? Like, (laughs) no, I'm not putting up with that. I'm just giving it to Sean. Like we all know I'm going to give it to him. And then they were like, (laughs) so I had to redo it and they had to, for camera purposes, they had to sit producers in around like they were the guys so that I was making eye contact in certain places and it looked like I was actually doing the right thing and like do a whole spiel when none of the guys were even there. (laughs) No! None of the guys were even there. They were just, yeah. Okay, so just for you guys out there, sorry, I keep interrupting, but I need to to give you little things. We don't often do camera tricks on The Bachelor. Uh I was on um, Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah. It was was called Million Dollar Matchmaker when it was on Wii. Yeah, it was a mistake. Okay. But it was the only reality TV program besides Happily Ever After that I participated in. And it was soft scripted. If that's what they oh, like to call it. Okay. And it was also just super staged where yeah. I had to do like every little movement multiple times. Really? Just you guys need to know the bachelor is not no, like that. Not- so just because Caitlin said she redoed, she redid a couple scenes. That is not normal. It had everything she, she was, to do with me drinking. She was cause she was drunk yeah, that, yeah. that they redid. Yeah. Scenes. And that was the only, I, that was the only time I had to redo something like that. Okay. Other time they just were like, Oh, you got a mic issue. Then I went back and did it again. But okay. that, yeah, that was just, and I got in trouble for it too. Like, they're like, you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> we need to put a limit on Caitlyn. She needs they two did. drinks an yeah. hour. Well, I'm like, you can't just throw out, like, uh, here I am bragging about how I can handle alcohol. And then I'm like, yeah, to redo rose ceremony. <laughs> uh, but, like, they, you know, they're just, at that point in the show, alcohol was just, they weren't shoving it down your throats by any means. It was always up to you. But... It was very available, is right. what I like to say. <laughs> There's such a misconception that people yeah. are just so drunk on the show, but absolutely not. No, no, no. And and they do take, like, they will watch out for you. But I was just kind of the silent thunder where you thought I was fine until I wasn't. And then they're like, oh, there's nothing we can do now. Right. <laughs> but they, they do watch. And now I, I do think the two drink limit is smart. It's good because yeah. let's be real. If you have two an hour. Still great. Yeah. That's a lot. They did that at the reunion. And I was like, oh, okay, I get that. This is fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. You yeah. can get a good buzz off you, to an hour. You really can. Um, I couldn't think of a better time for you to plug your new wine label. <gasps> what a transition. Uh, <laughs> you're good, you. Uh, yeah, I'm. it's probably the thing I'm the most excited about. I, I think after the show, I've always had an idea, but I really wanted to gain my followers' trust. <laughs> and I think coming right off the show, you know, people are like, oh, what, are you just going to start selling us stuff? And although I still did, I tried to really pick and choose what I was putting out there on Instagram because I I thought about the longevity of, of mm-hmm. you know, having a platform. So I was like, I'm going to turn down a lot of money right now just to, like, be able to later, like, show show them that I, I care about what I'm promoting, I believe in what I'm promoting, and then I'll be able to do bigger things down the road. And so I always wanted to do something with wine just because I've always had a love for wine. And um, I used to work in the restaurant industry. I used to teach um, all the servers about the wine on our menu. Uh, we would do wine courses with sommeliers just to, like, learn more. And, and I just have always been kind of passionate about learning and drinking it. <laughs> and so... Yeah, now it just kind of was the right timing for me. And I was like, hey, you know, we just got to jump on this and do it because it's been four years since I've been off the show. I'm ready to, to, you know, I saw the success with my scrunchies and how there's so many, like women just come together through the craziest things, you know, like us, you know, yeah. we, we come together through liking the same guy. Yeah. We, women can just <laughs> have this weird, you know, 
I don't know, duality of I can be angry at you, but then we'll find a way to come together through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and I find that with the the scrunchies and I just saw like that it was more than a product at the end of the day. All these women were like, felt like they were in the scrunchie gang and they were like switching and swapping with each other and talking about it and they all made new friends and then they come to the live podcast and they came by themselves because they knew they'd meet other vinos there and just like hang out as a group. And I just want the same thing for the wine. I just want these women to come together over the wine and feel like they're part of the Spade and Sparrows gang. And it's just a community at the end of the day. And it's so fun. What types of wine do we have? So I've got a Cab Sav, a Pinot Grigio and a Rosé. Okay. Yeah. So one of each. One of each. And I'm, I know I'm biased, but I have tasted many wines to figure out the one that I wanted. Uh, and I am obsessed with the rosé i'm obsessed with all of them but the rosé is the best rosé i've ever had in my life okay yeah do you want to describe it a little bit well it's i don't like anything sweet me neither so i d- it the, it's not sweet at all it's more dry but it's also like it's the per- i call it a summer sipper but i probably will drink it year round it's just like the perfect patio drink but rosé is also a trend right now like i swear it's like yeah. trendy it's like you know when brussels sprouts came in like <laughs> yes i do brussels i thought brussels sprouts were just a thing when i moved to la because never on the East Coast, no. was I ever offered Brussels sprouts or was it on a menu? It was but one here, of those things everywhere. your parents forced you to eat. Like nobody liked Brussels sprouts. Yeah, and I feel like rosé is like like it's just trendy to drink rosé, and it used to be a summer thing, but now it's it's year round, and mm-hmm. I just feel like it'll. I think everybody will enjoy it. It's like you know, some people like really sweet wine, some people like really dry wine. I just feel like everybody is gonna love this rosé. Well, they're gonna love all of it, but the rosé is bomb. Okay, well, at this point, I've done a really good job, like, trying to transition easily into subjects, <laughs> yeah. but now I'm looking at my list of questions, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to be random now. I'm the most random. On my podcast, there is no transition. I'm, like, literally <laughs> talking about one thing, and then I'm just, like, like a squirrel, and I think of something else, and then I jump to that, and then they're like, you want to circle back to what I'm actually here for? And I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, no. So you, you're, you've been very good, Ashley. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Does the so here we go? Random yeah, question random. time, guys. Yep. We're gonna have a fun random question time, and okay. then there's like serious random question time. We're gonna go into I love that right both. now. I okay. love both. Okay, great. Does the end of Instagram scare you? Because not only do you make money off sponsorships on Instagram, but also you promote your podcast mm-hmm. and your scrunchies and your wine through it. So yeah, yeah of course. I it feel does. like there's all there's there's got to be a new thing, and it's got to be up and running any second. I know. I think about this daily. By okay, the way. good. Say so do I. That's a great question. Uh, yes, I'm terrified of the end of Instagram. Uh, I think about all the time how long Facebook has been a thing, though, and I don't think Instagram will go away, but there will always be something new. Mm-hmm. And I hope to use the Instagram platform to build whatever is the next thing that's coming. Uh, but I just feel like I've I've built like a solid community that I I don't think it would ruin me, mm-hmm. but it definitely would be a bump in the road for mm-hmm. career wise yeah on the same note do you get threatened by up-and-coming girls uh and the fact that they can steal business from you um i mean i'll think about it but at, when i really think about it i don't feel threatened because i i just feel like i've already built my what i what i love to do and i already have my supporters and i just I don't know. I've never seen such passionate people in my life as the the people that are part um, of the, you know. I was at the Boston live yeah. podcast and I was like, yeah, wow, this room is packed, like over 300 people. Yeah. And they were just ferocious fans. Yeah. They, <laughs> I just feel like it's just it really is like I call it a family at this point. So I don't really get threatened. Um, 
because I'll always just do my own thing and I just feel like I'm you don't think somebody's gonna go ahead and do what you do better because it's just really based <laughs> on your personality yeah like I just feel like there's only one Caitlin Bristow out there and maybe that's cocky to say but I just feel like that's it's it's who I am and I just feel like I've I don't know no, I love that you say cocky things sometimes because yeah. that's just how we feel. Yeah, it's how I feel. And and I almost, I get excited when um, upcoming girls like Hannah B, I think she's going to be a little bit like myself with. You mix with Emily. Yeah, perhaps. yeah, she'll be a mix. And I could take that as being threatening, but I'm going to use it to my advantage and like talk to her and have her on the podcast. And yeah. I want to, I want to champion the other girls that come into the, to the show and I think that's actually taken me a little bit of time. Like I think three years ago I would have been threatened, mm-hmm. but I, I think I'm just past But you now. just, you have your own solid brand. Yeah. Yeah. I think Side I'm just note. in a good place. <laughs> you, you sound like you yeah, are. Yeah. How do you feel like you are in right now versus where you were in this time last year? Yeah. It's completely, completely different. I was, I always compare it to when I was in my last relationship before Sean, I, started to lose myself at the end and I didn't know who I was. And I saw myself going in that same direction Mm -hmm. at the, uh, this time last year. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, do not get to that low place again because of somebody not loving you the way that you know, you deserve to be loved. Do not let yourself go there, be Mm -hmm. stronger than that. And I just, I remember being very close to getting to that low point of losing myself again mm-hmm. and needing to do something about it. And I was, I was, I was really unhappy and lost and confused why somebody couldn't love me the way I th- thought I should be loved. And it just, I, I never felt safe in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that was because of the show and, and that I obviously did something that had hurt somebody and uh, he could never get past that. So to me, it was like, I never felt safe. I was always like, he could leave me. He's not happy. He doesn't like he fully let himself surrender and be in love with me. He's just, you know, hurt. And so I, I just never felt safe. And now compared to last year, I just feel like I'm like, I'm established career wise as a person. I'm happy and the happiest with myself I've ever been. And I also have somebody that I feel more than safe with. Do you feel like if you met Sean off the show, you guys would have had a more promising future? Uh, at, at the end of the day, I, I just don't think we were meant to be. I I think we both wanted it to be meant to be, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we, we, I'm the kind of person that I'm, I really give my whole heart to somebody and I'm very vulnerable and I expect the same back. And I think we're just two people that love differently and don't, and, and it just wasn't a match. It just wasn't a match. Like we, you can look back on all of our times, Rick and Donna, like all of our funny things we did. It was more like we had a solid friendship, mm-hmm. but the, the love part of it just wasn't what it needed to be. You just weren't compatible love wise. No, no. It, it seems like sparks on TV. And it was, and it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I think we both wanted it so bad from, from that moment. But the, as much time that went on I think we just kept hanging on to that fantasy of when we met and it just kept we just kept growing further apart to be honest we were just on very different pages so I I I do think that the show definitely didn't help our cause but at the end of the day we're just not compatible at the end of the day even if you didn't have like that rift that the cause that the show caused yeah you still would have found out your incompatibilities exactly as far as like love languages and stuff yeah exactly exactly how did you feel 
when you found out that Chris Souls was part of that accident? Honestly, I felt sick. Like I felt sick to my stomach Mm -hmm. and I felt sad for so many people. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I was like in shock, I think, when I first heard about it. And I just, I just felt bad for everybody. I think I only asked this because I feel like everybody who knew Chris felt the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And we were all like going about our thing around the country that day. Yep. And we were all having this indescribable weirdness and ache inside us. Yeah. Yeah. That is. And it really, it was tough because, you know, there's, when you're in the media, people want to jump on any story. So then it's like people are reaching out like magazines and and just media that want to like know how we feel about it. And I didn't want to comment. No, I didn't comment. Yeah, so the no. only thing I didn't comment on in my life. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take a knee on this one because I just, I'm not, I don't know details. I don't no. know. What, like, yeah, I just, it was just a, it was a, that was a tough, weird day. Mm-hmm. You talk about thinking that you were going to be single for years yeah. after breaking up with Sean mm-hmm. and that you were going to be totally okay with that. But I know that you want kids. Yeah. And, you're still young, obviously. You're thirty fourth. You're thirty fourth. See the wine. It's my yeah. second glass. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Your thirty fourth birthday is approaching yeah. this summer. So if you're gonna be single for another five years, you would have you would have probably used those frozen eggs that yeah. you froze a yeah. couple years ago, correct? I think that was part of my like confidence in being alone. I was like, you know what? I froze my eggs. I'm cool. Like I I just. To me, my mom is 66, 65. Oh my gosh, 66. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no way. She seems like she's still in her 40s. And yeah. I just, her energy is the same as my energy. And I just don't like to put too much thought on my age and when I should have babies. And, and I don't like that whole biological clock is ticking. I mean, I hate to bring up the biological clock because I've gotten shit for it in the past. Oh, do you believe Mainly, in, well, do you feel that? No, I mean, I definitely considered freezing my eggs. Jared came around and we got engaged at the prime time because I was going to do it as a 30th birthday present to myself. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But then but then Jared expressed his feelings just months before that. And I was like, good to go. Or at least, you know, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I tell I'm like, Jared, can we freeze your sperm? Yeah. Because I always get worried about like if he gets in an accident. I know this is crazy, but this is my worry about stuff like that. that. If, If he were to get in an accident. I would still want to have his kids and that like makes yeah. me all emotional. Aww. But yeah, I'm like, You're why just, why just freeze my eggs? Why can't we freeze your sperm? Cause I still would want, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else, especially That's, not in like my thirties. I surprisingly got a lot of, um, a lot of flack for freezing my eggs and being so open about Wait, it. Why? Because I think women who had a tough time getting pregnant were a little bit sensitive that I was just celebrating freezing my eggs and how easy it was for me, which I understand. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm doing it to like, what if I can't have children down the road or what if something happens to me? And I, because I froze my eggs, I have that. Wouldn't you want that opportunity too? And I think people just didn't really have the knowledge that they do now about freezing your eggs. So, yeah. but yeah, it's, I, I'm just, I'm totally okay on my own. Like I'm, I just feel, I actually love being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was just looking for was like, if somebody adds value to my life, like Jason does, 
I was so open to it, but I just didn't think I'd find it that quickly. Don't you feel like when you're doing your own thing, you're killing it and you feel like you could be on your own forever is usually when the guy comes around? Yeah, that's exactly right. That is exactly. And I think I'm like, of course, you just like this happens so quickly because I'm in the right place for it. Mm -hmm. And so is he. You know, he's 30. He's established. He's done so much with his uh, education and career. And he's just such a he's just such a good guy. He's so solid. He's just Aww. a solid human. Little Jason. Yeah, little he's Jason. not. He's not little. No, he's a big Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you're living in Nashville now, yes. and you're living in Nashville because that's where Sean lives. Yes. And you have a beautiful house that you yes. own. Yes. So, how long do you see yourself living in Nashville, especially if Jason has a solid job that he doesn't necessarily want to leave mm-hmm. in uh, Seattle? Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. I'm just kind of going with the flow right now. I I bought the house and and I have a lot of plans with renovating it. Like I want to redo the kitchen. I want to I'm actually doing a deal with Wayfair. We're going to partner and and decorate some of the rooms and like redo it the way I want. Like I already made it my dream home downstairs. I still have a few more rooms to decorate. God, I sound like I'm like <laughs> I still got a few more rooms uh, in my house. It's to okay. Decorate. It's but, okay. I live on HGTV. This yeah. is what I knew I was 30. I, I was like I'm totally. putting on HGTV way too much. Uh, but that's the thing. I like used to love going out and do and then all of a sudden one day I was just like so excited about cabinets and I don't know where like <laughs> I love cabinets. <laughs> I love cabinets so much. Only white and gray ones though. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> is there any other kind? And so I have lots of plans to to redo the house and and as of right now i mean we definitely talk about the future but we're just going with the flow you know and we're just we'll figure it out okay yeah i don't know where we'll be (laughs) and if you do get married you'll probably elope probably that sounds like something i would do like vegas did the jonas brother actually marry her well you're talking to the right i know i just thought of that so what happened was there have they have a planned wedding a big huge planned wedding in france sometime over the summer oh but they needed to get their american marriage license before they got married in france so they thought we're in vegas we're surrounded by friends and family as might as well do it now so it made total sense i might do that because i need a green card yo Canadian needs to stay in the States. I think you'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Dancing with the Stars oh, because yes, okay. you were the woman of all the women who should do Dancing with the Stars, but yeah. it seems like bachelors get to do Dancing with the Stars, yeah. but there's only been one bachelorette who's been able to do it. Trista. Oh, Trista did Trista it. Trista did it, but she, whoop, except she was, out of, she was out of her contract. Right. So she... I wasn't out of my contract, so they had the power to tell me no. They couldn't tell her no because she was out of the contract. It was ABC. Like, I think it was the first, it was the very first season of Dancing with the Stars. So it was kind of like kept it in the family. And- oh, back then during yes. Trissa. Yes. It was the first season of Dancing with the yes. Stars, which was like 2006 or something. Yes. So then, she, but she was sent home first. And then Melissa Rycroft did it. Oh, okay. But, you know, they kind of need to needed to throw her a bone after what right. <laughs> Jason Mesnick yeah, did. Like, you know what? We're going to give her Dancing with the Stars. So she got Dancing with the Stars, but not the Bachelorette gig. But that's right. kind of like in turn what she preferred. Right. right. Exactly. So, yeah, when it came to, I mean, I had a contract signed for Dancing with the Stars. And, <gasps> and they were going to announce me on Good Morning America. <gasps> and then last second, I was told, no, you cannot do it. Your passion should be Sean. And I don't, he said, we know who he is. He said, I, I am sick of people coming off of my show and wanting fame. Uh, 
instead of focusing on the relationship. And but, I was like, but why not do that to the bachelors? Well, it doesn't make any sense. That's that's the whole thing that frustrates me is that that doesn't make sense. And I said, well, dancing is a passion of mine. Like I grew up dancing. I, I've never done ballroom dancing, but I, I love dancing. And he goes, well, Sean should be your passion. And I was like, you're telling me I can't have two passions in life. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, yeah, I was quite frustrated. I mean, it's what almost it's like three and a half years later and I'm it still boils my blood. <laughs> Well, not, no. not because I didn't get on Dancing with the Stars. Looking back, I think that would have been bad timing for me. And I'm glad I you focused on the relationship. dealing instead. with Sean issues post-show. Right. right. So I, looking back, I'm glad I didn't. But it's the it's the principle that that I feel like it was because I was a bachelorette. And, and then he said, you know, we'll never have somebody from the show do Dancing with the Stars again. And Nick. <laughs> and Chris Souls. Chris Souls before Chris Souls me. Did then just Nick before you. right after me. I was like, oh, come on. Like at least convince me a little bit that you meant what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the falling out that you kind of have with the franchise? Because there was a while there that you didn't feel like you looked at them as friends. Yeah. I think, you know what I deep down, I think a few things I accidentally spoiled my season on Snapchat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Duh. That was the one thing that was the first question I had for you knowing that we were going to do this today. Yeah. But I didn't write it in my notes. Yeah. I need to know the reaction that production had when that happened and your reaction because your heart, you must have just been going. I can't even imagine. Almost threw up. I can't believe you didn't. The frenzy that was going on in your body. It was terrible. So I think they knew that I was kind of upset with how they were portraying me a little bit. And so um, the, the spoilers that were out there were that I picked nobody. And can I tell you, what? when Jared arrived to Paradise, not only was he messed up because they sent a camera crew to his house because he thought that you were going to ask him back, but they, but he also thought that you chose okay. no one. Right, right. So I think in the back of his mind, he was like, there's, there's still a chance with Kaylin. Yeah. And, and I was and, like, yo, boy, no, she picks Sean. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I know the real deal. <laughs> yeah. I know the scoop. Yeah. So I, I think they thought I did the Snapchat on purpose. I think they no. thought Caitlin's so rebellious that she meant to spoil it to save her relationship with Sean or something like that. I think they think I did it on purpose, which I, of course, did not. That's a $5 million contract I just blew. Right. Of course, I didn't do it on purpose. I felt terrible. I thought Sean did it. I yelled at him thinking he did it. Then I found out it was me. I immediately deleted it, but it had already been This all retweeted. happened within five minutes. Oh, yeah. It was just spread like wildfire. And I was like, oh, God. And I just started hysterically bawling. I almost threw up. We were just in so much heat that we actually called Ben, who I hadn't talked to since I broke up with him. Don't you always just call Ben in a crisis? Is there really yes. anybody else you think to call? You know what? Even All in, of us. Even in this time, when he's <laughs> dealing with like Sean as his as his friend, I, mean, he, I still call Ben. But he he, he was going to fly down and jump in bed with me, too, just to do another Snapchat, just to be like, oh, look, I'm in bed with him, too. Like... Could you imagine if he had flown down to do that? How cute. I know. He'd probably, he was probably like, you. Uh, but yeah, so it, I I'll think they were. your flight yeah, then. Yeah. They were upset with me about the Snapchat. And the, the production was, I mean, they were filming Paradise. And they were getting terrible cell service. And they had to stay up through the night to have meetings to try and figure out what to do. And I think from that into, you know, they were bitter. And they knew I was bitter. And I don't think Fleiss ever wanted me to be the bachelorette, to be honest. I don't, I really don't think he did. I gotta, gotta throw it in there. Yeah. Do you think the poll was legit? The one between you and, and Britt, do you think that the guys truly voted for you? Cause I truly think the guys voted for you too, 
but I also think that production knew that you would carry the season better than her. And you give more drama and juice. Yeah. The, so I think that they were going to go with you either way. Do you think that? Now looking back, yes, because they already had all the dates set up. And it was like rap battles. I know. And like d- certain things that, and comedy dates, like certain yeah. things that I'm like, those are those are clearly for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think the guys, the, the majority of the guys were my kind of guys over, you know, the kind of guys that they had put on a season for Brit. So I, I think... Jared was casted for Brit. She he was, and yeah. he and he voted for her. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not mad about that's it. his stereotypical type. <laughs> that there was the go. type that he thought he had before he met you and me. Yeah. So the, you know what, Jared, get with the times, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming around to, to some real women. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's. I think it was just like a combination of a bunch bunch of things that happened. I don't think Fleiss wanted me to be the bachelorette. So I think he maybe thought like, well, I have control to say no. She's still under contract. And then it was just, I don't think he thought I'd call him out for it either, which on Twitter one day I definitely went after him. (laughs) But I was mad. I'm like, what? It doesn't make any sense that Nick could go and be be on Dancing with the Stars after being the bachelor after what he said to me. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. This must be sexism so that's when you just went off was when nick was cast yeah that, i lost Dancing it i was like screw this i'm not staying silent i'm out of contract <laughs> and i went off yeah and despite all this you still have a rose tattoo on your arm <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny i actually came around because i realized close to the end of my relationship with Sean that I wasn't bitter at the show that I was grateful actually for it and that I didn't have to be angry at everybody everybody is just doing their job it set me up for a lot of success and opened a lot of doors and I was sick of being bitter about it and I wanted to remind myself daily of that pivotal time in my life and that it's nothing to be upset about or bitter about that it was such a cool opportunity and not only did like I could have been really upset and hurt and gone hid in a corner because of the slut shaming and all the hate I got, but I channeled it into a really positive place for women. And at the end of the day, I just felt like it was such a, it was such a good experience in my life that led me to so many amazing things that I needed to remember it as a positive. And I'm like, what better way than to tattoo it on your body? I used to be like, I never want to see a rose again for as long as I live. And now I'm like, <laughs> it's the most beautiful flower. I do feel like we'd all go through those phases yeah. where we feel a little restricted. But then at the end of it, like I was watching your reunion show and just being like, Jared, aren't you thankful? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he is like, yeah. it's it, it really is just a really special thing. And that, and that, I just feel like I'm back in ABC's good books. They're back in my good books. We're in a good place. And I, I don't know. It's I think I think that has a lot to do with me being in a better place too, though. Well, I'm super proud of you for everything that you've done with being the Bachelorette. You not only you didn't stop once the show was over. You really expanded upon the opportunities that were given to you. Thank you. To the utmost. Mm-hmm. And I would like to end this podcast on this beautiful note. However, we cannot. We have to commemorate my po- my podcast co-host, Ben Higgins. So we will do that right after this break. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. 
So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Collie Power. <laughs> Collie Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Collie Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Collie Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Collie Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Collie Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies. Gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Collie Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Collie Power. Crave on. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. 
Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We're back with Caitlin and we're going to we're going to talk about my lovely co-host Ben who could not be here because he was traveling so much this week. But what was your first impression of Ben and when did you think, damn, I like this guy? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, You know what? I'll never forget on night one. He looked at me and he said, Caitlin, you're our bachelorette. You won by a long shot. And I was like, oh. Okay, who's this guy? Okay. <laughs> and I he like looked me, yeah, he like looked me in the eyes and pumped my tires. And I was like, I kind of like this guy. So it was night one actually. And then down the road, I remember having this conversation with him and going, I thought he voted for Brit because he seemed like Brit. He type. seemed like a Brit guy. Yeah, he mm-hmm. totally seemed like a Brit guy. So I asked him and he just started laughing. And I was like, What? He goes, Do you actually think I didn't vote for you? And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't care if you didn't. Like, how do you know? You you don't know us yet. And he's like, Caitlin. And he like meant it. He was like, such no. a bad move. Yeah. He was like, of course I voted. But he probably was like rubbing my shoulder. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I, and then I was like, th- th- what a sweetheart. And then uh, when I <laughs> broke out of my hotel room and went down and snuck out with no cameras and found his hotel room. I saw him in because kind of, of Sean. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw him in a backwards hat and I was like, oh damn, he's hot. Oh, the backwards <laughs> hat does good things to Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not that he needs one, but it does good things. No. And then and then by the end I was just like, we we I mean, Ben and I would have never worked, but I just saw him. I was like, I think I I think I want that guy in my life, but not like that. Okay. Yeah. I feel like the show actually halts guys a lot holds them back mm-hmm. because if we look at their their gross like pictures their mm-hmm. their abc pictures the first releases of them terrible always gross because they like think they should like wear something cool or, or stylish yeah. or formal and most guys look best with a backwards hat and a t-shirt or a sweatshirt yes. on yes i always said that i'm like you need to just i wanted to come out of the limo for chris soul season in a backwards hat myself <laughs> and- <laughs> that would work for you and converse sneakers because i was like wait that's how i dress i don't want to be in a little cocktail yeah. dress like i want to come out just like barely any makeup and backwards hat be like what's up bro <laughs> i mean that when i don't think that's what they go for but uh that i always said that i'm like i wish they showed all of the guys in just a backwards hat and mm-hmm. like casual gear because that's the hottest that is absolutely yeah. the hottest yeah Sorry, Jason. I know you always wear blazers. But. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that's very ironic considering Jason just is the most naturally dressed up of them all. When Jason puts on a backwards hat oh, and a casual tee, I can imagine. I you cannot are, does it hold annoy back. you that I'm like 
Mm, no, yeah. no, no, it doesn't mm. bug me at all. Are you kidding me? It doesn't bug me at all. But you can date him for a little while and then send him back if you want. That's <laughs> no, how we okay. do. <laughs> do you respect that Jared looks hot in a backwards hat yes. sweatshirt? Yes. Yeah. I totally think Jared looks hot in a backwards hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like on Mean Girls and they're like, tell him he looks sexy with his hair pushed back. <laughs> but the, I totally just, backwards hats do weird things for me. And I, when Jason puts it on, I'm literally, I can't keep my hands off of him. Speaking of can't take your hands <laughs> off, Jason, you recently said that on oh your boy. first date-ish, the first time you got intimate, yeah, okay, <laughs> that all you, you needed, gonna, you're gonna quote me, aren't you? That all you needed was a good dry hump, which I gonna I'm gonna be very Ashley I, very anti Ashley I, and okay. and very anti almost famous right now, and say. All a girl really needs is a good dry hump. Thank you. (laughs) Apparently that was TMI for people. But let me tell you, it's so funny because headlines can, you know, that's clickbait. Yeah. So, and and I do it too. If I have a guest on my, you know, and they give me something good, I'm going to use it as as clickbait. That's just the biz. Uh, So it's so interesting (laughs) because I... The amount of things media could pull from my podcast and put in headlines (laughs) to make me look disgusting. Not that I think dry humping is disgusting. Again, all for it. But like they could take anything out of context, right? So that headline and when that came out about my first hookup with Jason, I'm like, really? Like I've said so much worse on my podcast and that needs to be your headline. Like his family's going to see that. And, And they didn't inject my humor where I do on my podcast. I always do confessions. So it's like my confession is something really embarrassing or really funny or something that like, I'm like really trusting in my listeners to not tell anybody that I'm just, it's kind of a safe place. <laughs> so that a I'm like, safe place with like 500,000 listeners, 500,000 I listeners. should, I should know better than that. that like I should know that anything I say could be in a headline, <laughs> but I wasn't thinking and I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Dry humping. So you said it yeah. and you, y- yeah, yeah, you know, it happened. <laughs> And uh, do you you regret like having said that or you're Um, just like, hey, guys, that's me. Don't know why this is a thing, because this is something that I would always say. My audience hears stuff like this all the time. I think I don't regret it. I think it's like, well, we're two consenting adults (laughs) have between like a guy and a girl who really like each other, who have their clothes on and are fooling around. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I said I was on my period. That apparently was TMI where I'm like, it's 2019. This is biology. Women, men's, we have our menstrual cycles. And I don't think that should be anything to be ashamed of. And like, we're, it's a confession. Yeah. Maybe throw that in there. You know, no. So I don't regret it at all. I just don't like the way it came out and looked really bad. Like the amount of DMs I got of women just like disgusted with really? me. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm used to, but. <laughs> so I'll be super honest. Mm-hmm. When Jared heard that he wasn't disgusted by the comment, but he did feel sympathy for Sean. Okay. Oh, I didn't look at it like that. Um, well, yeah, I would have never, every, anything I do does not, I, I would never do it to hurt somebody else's feelings or see other things, but we all need to remember that I saw things too. And I saw headlines too. And I saw photos too before I even had anything like that with Jason. Mm-hmm. And people can say that, oh, no, no, that's not true. That was media. I saw things too. And that was really soon for me. And all I told myself was, you know what? 
he he doesn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. He is allowed to do whatever he wants with whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. We are not together. And we've had a really rough go for a while. And if that's what he needs to do, and if that's something that makes him happy right now, I have no comment and nothing to say about it because it's not my business anymore. Right. It's not my problem anymore. It's not my responsibility anymore. And it's not my business anymore. And he is more than welcome to do whatever he wants. And that was... I, you know, I saw all the headlines. I saw photos. Mm-hmm. I know some someone very personally who's very close with that person that he had rumors about with. Yeah. I know things. And I all I said was, I hope he's happy. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I understand that things... It sucks to see your ex in the media. And it sucks to see those headlines. It's definitely, but at the end of the day, like... Well, I feel like I've said the end of the day. We both have said this so many times. We both have said it so many times. And I was just thinking like, oh, crap. Like, we need to come up with a different expression. Yeah, we will. But But, at the end of the day. But I do under... But there's totally something... There, there's something that a lot of people won't be able to understand that it's one thing to see your ex on social media, mm-hmm. but there's another thing to see, like to try to prevent seeing them on social media. And right. yet the media won't let you not see it. Right. And and when I saw those headlines with, with Sean, I was like, OK, well, you know, I'm going to unfollow this. I'm not going to go on my search page. I'm just going to take the steps that I need to not see what what could hurt me. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that he wants me to be happy. I haven't spoken to him. I want him to be happy. It's just, it's a weird world we live in and there's going to be headlines. And I'm not, you know, I did, I didn't expect (laughs) that to go out there and be like, oh, Caitlin, dry arms, Jason. Like (laughs) I would have, you know, I don't mean to say these things to like get at other people, you know me. So it's, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? No, when it comes out of your mouth, you're it's, yeah. with, it's with no malice. Right, right. Yeah. What do you do? Let's go back to Ben now. Okay. Ben is like perceived as this wholesome Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. Boy Scout. But, but I think <laughs> that he has a little bit more of an edge than everybody he thinks. does. So tell us about the edge that you think you see in Ben and, and the, the darkness and the sexiness and all that. <laughs> but he still has a girlfriend. So well, and I have a boyfriend. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about his sexiness. Um, I, I just think Ben... How hard is that to, to go on a show where millions of people are watching you and you are given the title, the perfect Ben? Oh, and so you much are, stress. you know, this you are put on this pedestal of the perfect person and that you're just this wholesome Christian. So how can you not, you know, try and live up to that expectation? And sometimes I just want him to like, you know, like post a picture of him giving the middle finger in a backwards hat. <laughs> in a backwards hat. <laughs> And say something that he means. Like, I just want to, I just always want to like rough him up a little bit and be like, come on, Ben. Because he is, but I mean, I don't know. He, he does have a little edge. I, I know, you know, he, I don't know how much I can say the guy, you know, he, he'll shoot some whiskey. He'll like, you know, he, he just needs to be a little more honest. <laughs> One of my I don't get it podcast episodes. I did a drunk podcast yeah. where we tr- where we like really we wanted to feel a buzz before we started Welcome talking. Welcome to my life. Welcome yeah. to Off the Vine. Yeah. And uh, I think that we should do one with, with Almost Famous. Ben and I. You sh- have to whiskey and wine, man. Oh my gosh, he wouldn't let you air it. <laughs> he wouldn't he, the next day he'd be like no 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 no. <laughs> he'd call Easton and Mark right here and be like okay so you guys don't tell Ashley but I need you to edit this out yeah. and this out yeah exactly my um we have a couple listener emails right now and okay. I, I want to read them to you okay. that they're they're geared toward you okay Caitlin 
From strangers to an admirer of you, over the years, you have had a spectacular impact on my life. Hmm. Your leadership, kindness, and attitude was the foundation to what allowed me to be a fuller version of myself. Oh my gosh. Caitlin, your wit, charm, and energy brings you in brings everyone in closer to you. It's not a wonder why so many people are love and adore you. Your charisma is tirelessly captivating Jeez. and your personality makes you seem larger than life. In fact, I would say being around you makes life better, bigger, and more full of joy. Holy. I know. I'm, I'm like. You want these You want these listeners to, to go over to your podcast? Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm sure they say the same thing. I'm like going to cry. Okay. The ups and downs of life never seem to derail you from being a person who loves well and loves intentionally. As a fan and friend, I learned a lot from you. Caitlin, I am so thankful to say that I know you. Proud to that you are a friend of mine. Wait, who is this? And thankful that God placed me in a mansion in <gasps> hopes of knowing you better. You, Caitlin, are special. Your forever fan, Ben. Shut up. <laughs> no. Yeah, I lied to you. It wasn't it wasn't a real fan email. It was your fan, Ben. Higgins. <laughs> She's crying, guys. She's welling up. I, I, I'll oh. send that to you so you can read it whenever you feel low. You know what's crazy is when you were reading that, I'm like, God, that sounds like something Ben would write. <laughs> oh my, what? I just want to hug him. Yeah, I know. How cute is that? What? That is the <laughs> nicest thing I think anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> oh, he has a way with words. What a so beauty. Sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ben, I'm calling you later. Oh, how cute is that? Oh, the one that got away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Wow, that was that like touched my soul. Like that, I was listening and I started putting my head down, and closing my eyes because I was listening to every word. I did not see that coming. What a plot twist, Ben Higgins. Now you're, I, you know, you're, regret, you're runner or second up. I regret saying I need to shake him up and rough him up, and that he needs to be more honest. I'm like, no, you're good, you're good. Ah! <laughs> God, that's- all right, we're going to let Caitlin bask in that, and then we are going to wrap this podcast up with a fast round of questions for her and for me. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. 
We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) (laughs) ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Kali Power. <laughs> Kali Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Kali Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Kali Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Kali Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Kali Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies. Gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Collie Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Collie Power. Crave on. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right. Okay, we're back. 
Caitlin, do you want to go back and forth with questions? So okay. I give you one and you give me one? Oh, I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. We're going to start out super, super easy. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite fast food now, especially that you're a vegetarian? Uh, what? I know. I never thought I would be. I'm Honestly, I love Burger King veggie burgers. They have veggie burgers yeah, at Burger King? It's really good. It's really good. Let's be honest. Is plain meat good or is it everything we dress it's it with? It's all the condiments. It's everything you dress it with. So veggie burgers with all the sauce and the lettuce and the tomato and the onion and the delicious bun. It's You don't just eat a burger without dressing it up. I will tell you, confession time. This okay. is Ashley confession on the Almost okay. Famous podcast. One time we went over to Nick's for a barbecue. Yeah. He only... Gave us burgers with meat in a bun. He didn't have any condiments. What or kind cheese. of psychopath? <laughs> I was like, I was like, Nick, it's so cute of you to have us over for dinner. Is there what? any ketchup? Yeah. What condiments? Ketchup? You, that's just rude to eat a burger without condiments. Yeah. I, I, also, I was shook. I also this people. I don't know why I get like self conscious saying this, but I really like the fish fillet from McDonald's. Okay, Jared and his dad also love the fish fillet. I've with never it. had a fish fillet, but I do love to put like um, a Swanson something in the oven, and then I wrap it up in a in a thing with tartar sauce. Please, please go today yeah. and get a fish fillet, no cheese, add shredded lettuce, okay. and tell me it didn't change your life. Why no cheese? Ew, cheese, American cheese slice on just fish. melted on fish? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. I don't push fish on my fish wraps. No, no, no. It's, 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 you just don't do that. <laughs> you just don't do that. You put shredded lettuce, the tartar sauce, the fish. It's delicious. So will you eat fish? No, yes, I still eat fish. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I guess I'm a pescatarian. Yes, for you the, are. Because I will hear from the, the vegetarians. See, I um, feel like I could be a pescatarian, at least for a few months. Okay. I, I'm actually also trying to not have dairy right now, which... Don't go to the vegan <laughs> No, no, no. I and I can't because I'm I love eggs. Yeah. And but I watched a documentary and uh, it always starts with a documentary. You know I'm, what you, my yeah. my kick for wanting to be a vegetarian was actually blackfish, which was really weird. But oh. I just I, I saw oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, but I saw how many emotions animals have yes, and I just a- applied it to all animals, not just whales. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you have to stop eating meat. Well, then I saw something on Ellen where I, I sushi is my favorite food. And then Ellen like chirped somebody and was like, oh, OK, so you will recycle to save the fish, but then you'll eat them. And I'm like, damn it. That's me. <laughs> Ellen doesn't eat fish either. No, no, no. She no animal products at all. I don't know if fish have emotions. They don't. Kurt Cobain said it. Kurt Cobain said in a song, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. And I will stand by that. Like, I'm talking flounder. (laughs) I'm not talking free willy. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to eat a whale. Uh, (laughs) Who from Bachelor would you hook up with if you weren't with Jared? If Jared never existed? Mm. Or who would you have a crush on? Okay, I don't have to say hook up. Um, Can I tell you who I think the cutest has been from past seasons? Yes. Okay, well, obviously from JoJo season, I thought that Wells was the cutest, which is yeah. why I dated him in Paradise. Yeah. Um, from from Becca's season, I probably would have gone with Colton. Okay. And then from we skipped a season, Rachel season, mm-hmm. I would have gone with Dean. Who? Dean. Oh, Dean. I think you said Ian. Yeah. Also, oh, I'm on my second and a half class. Yes. Okay. Then the questions are gonna get weirder. I think that Jared knows that I think that those were all the cutest guys too. You're allowed to think guys are yeah. cute. You wouldn't act on it. And no. I was making you ask. Absolutely not. I was making you. I forced you to answer <laughs> that. Okay, you go. Okay. Um, 
Who is your guilty pleasure musical artist? So I truly don't believe in guilty pleasures, but um, I just for the sake of using the term in its essence, mm. you know, you know how to answer this because my answer is Richard Marks in sh- like Chicago and like just all the male soft rock, like what? Peter Shatera. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's not guilty though. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to answer that. I don't. Who, who, okay, so take yourself back to like high school, college, and you be, your friends would be like, can I see your iPod? And then you'd be like, I was no, so I don't want to. I was like all 98 degrees oh, yeah? in sync, Backstreet Boys. That oh. was like. So you didn't have any oldies on there? Um, I really love the Beatles, but I do not feel That's guilty about definitely that. Definitely not guilty. Yeah. All right, moving on. Ah, oh, damn it. Sorry. It's okay. What a disappointing answer. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um,. One item of clothing or anything that you want to burn of Jared's. <laughs> I really don't like this black button down of his. Okay. What? A black button down? A black sounds button very down. acceptable. Sounds very acceptable. Yeah. It feels a little waiterish for me. Okay. But yeah. It, it also, like, I just have to be honest, it's black on him if it's not a t-shirt and it's like more of like a collared thing. It's not as flattering. Okay. That's fair. Okay, that's, that's a fair good question. I I made Jason burn. A Did pair you burn of- <laughs> burn in like the fireplace? Yeah. No, I I we just threw them out. They were like these oversized gray sweat shorts, and I mean I like, like sweat shorts. No, no. So do I. Yeah. I mean oversized. <laughs> like I think they were FUBU brand. Like oversized gray sweats. Okay. And I was like, he was wearing them. I'm like could we burn those or and he was like and he just like ripped them off he's like Kate they're going in the garbage I'm like thank you <laughs> okay wait here's a here's a little bit of an off topic but on topic question okay you know how guys are always like I like you without makeup yes do you think that Jason really prefers you without makeup or he likes what he thinks is no makeup but really is a little foundation and a little mascara and a little bit of lip liner you know what I love the the I didn't try hard, but I tried hard look. Yeah. And the other day I absolutely broke out in this hormonal acne around my mouth. You can see the like I see a couple. Okay, so what I did was overloaded it with retinol and burnt the shit out of my face. And I it, like there was some sort of reaction. So now I had like red flaky, all right? oh, it looks flaky, burned. Red. Yeah. Yep, burn on and I was FaceTiming him. And I forgot that it was there. And he was like, oh, what happened to your face? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. I blah, blah. And he goes, you still look so beautiful. Aww. And I was like, I felt it. Like Six he, months. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, will you still tell me that in three years? Uh, but like he, he he genuinely was like, oh, I was just worried about you. Like, I didn't know what happened. He goes, you still look so beautiful. The, I think he loves me. <laughs> So I think he loves me no matter what. Like right. at first I was really weird about, you know, I would do the like, I'm not wearing makeup, but I am thing. Mm-hmm. And then I get over that really quickly. And I just, I find that I don't, I don't ask him like, what do you prefer? And he doesn't say what he prefers, but I can tell that the more natural I am, I get, he compliments me more. Really? Yeah. So Jared's always told me that he likes me without makeup. Mm-hmm. And even when I was getting like some makeup trials, I was like, how do you, how do you like it? And he was like, I like you better without makeup. Yeah. But sometimes when I do myself just medium, I can see the affection and he'll be like tapping my butt more and holding my waist more. I'm like, oh, 
Oh, I wonder if this has something to do with the fact that I'm wearing a little bit of makeup. Yeah, I know. I think at the end, I, I'm not going to say it. I'm not saying at the end of the day. <laughs> I think that men genuinely do love their partner all natural. Yeah. But when they get spiced up, they're like, oh. They need a balance, though, yeah. because they want to see you looking like you're putting effort in it because they appreciate the effort. It's the same thing when the guys do it. Like, yeah. I love Jason in a backwards hat and in sweats and, like, just chilling. But when he is, like, we went to an engagement party the other day and he looked all dapper. I was like, damn. Like, yeah. You know, I liked Jared in a tux, and I liked him dressed totally down. Yeah. Yeah. I like extremes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. What was your most embarrassing moment in your, let's say your 30s, in your 30s? Whew. Uh, most embarrassing moment in my 30s. You know what's so crazy is I actually have a really hard time thinking about this. Uh, I, do too. I do too. Um, I guess... Like my dad, I am so, so close with my, with my parents or well, my whole family. My dad is like the biggest angel gem, sweetest man you've ever met in your whole life. Mm-hmm. And he was so, he knows who I am. He knows I'm this like wild child, free spirit, do what I want. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he, he had um, a, a little bit of a tough time watching the bachelorette, but but also was very, very proud of me and always told me that. But the most embarrassing thing for me was he. I found out he didn't go to the grocery store for a while because my face was all over magazines with like pregnancy rumors and like sex scandals. Aww. And I, to me, that was like the most embarrassing thing that he didn't want to tell me that he couldn't go to the grocery store. But I found out because he was like a little bit like I think he felt sad. That, that like he knew things weren't true. Like he was like, don't do that to my daughter. And I feel like that's the most embarrassing thing I can think of in my 30s was that my dad didn't want to go to the grocery store because of my decisions on a show. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. All right. My turn. Okay. Um, if you had an envelope in front of you and it inside had the day that you were going to die, would you open it? <laughs> Man, I knew you were going to come up with better ones than I did. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Some people say yes because they're like, well, I'd want to live my life. I'm like, I wouldn't live. I would be like paranoid to do it anything. It would be a countdown to death. Yeah, you'd just be, I'd be like depressed. I wouldn't want to do anything because I'd be like, well, am I going to die that way? Like what? I would just hide. I know that when I'm having like stressful times, if there's something that's all consuming in my brain, that I can't really do anything else. So I feel like that would take effect with this where I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be thinking so much of that that I wouldn't actually be accomplishing things. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm the same way. Okay. Fantastic. Cross that one off the list. All right. Now I have my two good ones. Okay. Oh, yes. Give up sex or wine? Wine. Oh, <laughs> You love wine. I thought that was going to be harder for you. Yeah, but intimacy is the most important thing in a relationship. Oh, there you go. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> hey, intimacy does not have to mean sex. But to me, I we all know I'm not a virgin. <laughs> That's why I asked you the question. Uh, and I think, um, yeah, I would never pick wine and alcohol over a healthy relationship. What about food? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just survival, Ashley. I, <laughs> I can't survive without food. I okay, fine. I mean, like eating cornflakes every day or the plainest thing you could think of. Oh. Wait, what? Wait, that didn't make sense. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, never mind. Okay. Moving on. Your okay. turn. Okay. Uh, funniest behind the scenes moment with Jared that nobody knows about? Like behind the scenes like camera? Yeah. 
or not. Just something that funny that people like a story that I don't know. Hmm. I saved my worst one for last. You saved your best for last. <laughs> Behind the scenes, like any. Moment. Okay, well, I mean, I think the the one the moment that happened not on camera at all that I wish people knew was the whole fall of 2015, which was if you watch our story of us on YouTube, you understand what happened. But it was basically just. I was slowly and so contrivedly um, making every little move to that was totally true to myself, but I knew that would like impress him. I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna be my best version of myself yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be friends with him. And if he likes what he sees, then that's so be it. That's great. Yeah. Great for me. Great for him. Yeah. And I feel like nobody saw how I was actually cool and I actually won him over for a period of time (laughs) and that period of time really effed me up when it came to everybody seeing me in Bachelor in Paradise 3. Oh. Yeah. Because we did, you know, we made out because I knew he was interested. He was blatantly interested and then certain things happened where he was like not so sure anymore and you know he was always in his head about everything yeah yeah but i think at the whole fall 2015 if if i could have something captured on camera it would be that time when you're being cool af yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, like it. okay okay my last question is also a little raunchy give it to me <laughs> what of all the fantasy suites you've been in, oh boy, what was your favorite besides Sean? <laughs> it was Ben because because we actually had really great conversation and we were just like sipping whiskey, talking about life, and we had this whole castle in Ireland to ourselves, and we were like, should we go exploring? And we went to like the top of this castle, and it was like felt really haunted, and we got so scared that we like couldn't. I heard even that go- you were like drunk in the fields. When? Were you like drunk in <laughs> fields running around there? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, not for fantasy suites. Oh, not fantasy suites. I mean, we were like drinking and riding horses around a field and, and running away from donkeys and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, we just, I felt like we had a really fun, we were dancing. Like, I just feel like we had a really, really fun time full of conversation, actually dancing and trying to like explore a haunted castle. Fun. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Is that it? Are we done? No, I don't want to be. Well, Caitlin, we've I already gone it. almost two I hours. <laughs> I just like talking to my about myself. I like hearing my, the sound of my own voice. <laughs> oh, so much fun with you. I don't want to like bury you, the things that you need to promote. We already talked about your scrunchies and your wine label, but I do want you to reiterate that. And of course... The Off the Vine podcast. And what's the other one called? Grape Therapy. So Grape Therapy and Off the Vine, they're both wine-themed podcasts, but they come out, each of them, each week. So you have two yeah. podcasts that are released each week. I have three now. I know, three with the drunk phone calls. Yeah, Drunk Dow. Uh, yeah, so Off the Vine comes out Tuesday. Grape Therapy comes out Thursday. Drunk Dow comes out Friday. Uh, but I mean, like I think about this, I'm like, don't we have all the same listeners? <laughs> I really think they roll over. I think like 90% of them are the same. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you who are new to, to me, um, I, yes, I have a wine label coming out. So it is called Spade and Sparrows. <laughs> new to Caitlin. If you listen to almost, <laughs> if, you're new to Caitlin. If you're new to Caitlin. Uh, and then my scrunchie, which is, uh, it's honestly, it's such a fun page. It's at do edit on Instagram, D-E-W-E-D-I-T. And they are the strongest scrunchies you'll ever use. Honestly, they're so legit and they're too legit to quit. (laughs) 
they'll give you the highest, tightest ponytail you'll ever. And it makes your hair off. look thicker. That's and for thick hair, people are always like, "Yeah, but will it hold thick hair?" I'm like, "Try me." Yeah, one time around. Yeah. Ugh, uh-huh. If only we were so lucky to have a one time around. Yeah, I, I in a ne- in my next life, I will come around with lioness hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, you guys, this was the one and only Caitlin Bristow. Thank you for listening yeah, let's to again. the Yay! almost famous in-depth. Ben, we miss you. Thank you for your note. Ben. You are quite the man. You are a diamond in the rough. Truly. All right. <laughs> and you had so many diamonds in the rough in your season. Yeah. And so we could continue, but we cannot. Goodbye. <laughs> Signing up. I've been Ashley. I've been Caitlin. See ya. Toodaloo. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. I love CBS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in car wifi don't let connectivity roadblock your journey always pay careful attention to the road don't drive distracted wi-fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation compatible device and vehicle required this show is sponsored by better help it's a simple truth no matter who you are mental health challenges can affect you 
and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 